Countdown for blast off. X minus five, four, three, two, X minus one, fire. Another episode of the Forgot My Dice podcast. I'm your co-host with the Mo-host, Robert, and with me, as always, is my wonderful, beautiful, awesome wife, Gina. Say hi, Gina. Hi, Gina. So <laughs> you might notice I'm not Jonathan, and Gina's not Robert. Uh, Jonathan is away. See, we were uh, we were doing stuff, and then he just sort of blurted out that on our normal recording day. He was going to be out of town. And if I'm doing my math right with what he told me, he's going to be out of town the next recording day, too, maybe. Isn't that the point where I'm supposed to say something salty or, like, passive-aggressive or something? You know, you're the me in this episode, but you be you, and I'll be me. And and this is... this is um, See, we're not replacing Jonathan. Jonathan is his own entity. We are we are doing the, the Robert and Gina version of the show. Oh, that's right. That's right. Jonathan is not replaceable. That's right. That's right. You you are just uh, you're keeping the chair warm. I guess I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So yeah. So Jonathan, if you're listening to this, there's this wonderful thing called the calendar app. You know, <laughs> you could you could open it up and you could have told us this ages ago. We could have figured it out last time, so we could have said something out loud. But uh, nope. <laughs> You know, it's funny. It's kind of like, like, you know, I sometimes sigh at the the husband and wife dynamic that the kind of the the generic sitcom husband and wife dynamic where the wife is always bugging the husband about like, you know, not keeping track of things like that. And I kind of joke about that with you. And then, you know what, you kind of joke about that with with Jonathan. So does that make Jonathan my work yeah. wife? Is that how that works? That that makes Jonathan your work husband. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm the work wife. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So welcome to my hell. Yeah, population you. <laughs> or I'm trying to think. I need to work in like, I don't need no man. <laughs> oh, that is brought to you by the lovely world of TikTok. That's, uh, well, not not really, but that's where, that's where that became popular around this household. Anyway. I haven't told any of the people about that. But you know what? No, 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 Let's do this right. First, before we get started, I want to give a big old thank you to all our patrons over at Patreon. You help us keep the lights on. And this is where Jonathan would say questionable movie decisions, but there's nothing questionable about anything we have watched at all recently. It has been awesome because we didn't have to watch uh, Thinner. So there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I try to join you with these, um, you know, King and All Things movies, but... Uh, oh, no, 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 no. You got to watch Thinner. You got to watch... I, I, I need someone to talk uh, to you about the fat shaming and the bad stereotypes of Roma people. It's going to be... It's yeah, going to be good. I know. It's going to be good. I might need to get some alcohol in me while we're watching. Okay. Okay. That's fair. So, That's fair. Yeah. And... Sp- going to be blitzed. <laughs> And speaking of which, what is a what, what's a day you could get blitzed on over there? Well, Robert, it's National Daylight Appreciation Day. National Daylight Appreciation Day, Appreciation Day each year on June 21st recognizes the summer solstice, the longest day of daylight in the northern hemisphere, and encourages people to celebrate the many benefits of the sun. You know, we definitely take advantage of that here up in the PNW because... Uh, it's just kind of funny. Like we never, I mean, I never appreciated the sun when we lived in the more southern states because you know, sun equals baking, blistering, like, boiling death hot. Heat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all it does is, well, you know, yeah, bake me from the inside out and make me hate life. But up here in the PNW, it's the winters are long and the nights are long and there's cloud cover most days, and you just. You know, and then, then the sun comes out and it's like, it's like those movies where like the, the sun shines, the rays come down, you hear angels singing, you and you think, oh, wow. And you have this desire to lie and sunbathe in this, in, you know, in outside. And I'm like, 
I never understood sunbathing because why would you just give yourself cancer? But no, it's it's pretty sweet. Also, the people up here don't know how good they got it because, like, at the height of summer, at the height, I've seen it get up to like a UV index of seven up here. I think that's the highest I've ever seen. And like late in the summer, when I think I saw eight once. Yeah, yeah, but like, and later in the summer when the days get shorter, like it it caps out at like seven or six. And so, like, people up here are rather nonchalant about like sunscreen. I've noticed, and it's like, dude. I, I don't know. You guys you guys weren't from Texas where the UV index gets up to like 25 or something, you know, like <laughs> like like there's just days where it's like, just don't go outside. Uh, I, I don't think it goes up that high, although it certainly feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. You get my point. Yeah. So, yeah, we're gonna get this show on the road, everybody. We're gonna have a short episode because I didn't have time to prep anything because it's it's been a time. It's like when Jonathan does it. Except it's going to be even shorter because <laughs> we're there's basically no reason to do any other segment because I haven't found it much news. We're not watching Stephen King movies, and and I don't want to look up news because I just don't want to. So there, yeah. there hasn't been much. I mean, I, I, there's probably been board gaming news, but I I don't know what's good for board games. Here, here's my news. I, I I backed Everyday Heroes on Kickstarter. It seems wonderful. There you go. Uh, I don't know anything else that's running right now. I haven't actually looked. All right. All right. Well, up first is our first and only segment this episode, the off-the-shelf segment. This is a segment where we take things off of the shelf, out of our hearts, which, which if you do that literally, would be kind of gross, because I've been watching Fringe. I've been seeing gross stuff. But anyway, and then onto the table, not like some sort of intestinal parasite thing that, that's on the Fringe <laughs> show, but, but metaphorically speaking. And uh, Gina, since you are the guest host for the day, uh, where do you want to get started? Can I share something about intestinal parasites, actually? Please, wait, wait, wait. Yes, yes, you can, please. Okay, so I learned something uh, listening to Science Versus podcast, one of my favorite ones today, and um, I learned that if your dog eats slugs or if you have a desire to eat slugs... Like you do. You shouldn't. Like you do. And if you will, if you ever decide to eat slugs, you gotta have to make sure it is fully cooked because... Uh, slugs and snails um, have this parasite called a rat lungworm. And this is a parasite that uh, prefers to um, infest rats in their lungs and, you know, live their life that way. However, if it infests a dog or a human, it will instead, like, because it's the natural life cycle is interrupted. It'll die by the millions in your lungs and cause all sorts of inflammation. And you could die and get, or you could get paralyzed and then die. So don't eat slugs and don't let your dog eat slugs. Wow. That, that got dark. That got dark. Positive uh, yeah, yeah, podcast, Gina. Positive podcast. Where's the silver lining? Well, that? it's a, it's, it's a it's a it's a PSA on, you know, making sure to keep your furry friends. You safe. know what? I'm I'm. It's a, little, it's a little horrifying. I'm sorry I asked, but you know what? We're here, and I can't edit it out. It's too long. So, anyway, where do you want to get started? Not with, not uh, okay. with internal parasites. We're done with the internal parasites. In fact, in fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna use my host powers that I have today because I've I've borrowed them from Jonathan. I'm gonna say we're not gonna talk about parasites again this episode. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay. Um. Let's see. Let's talk about board games because we have the exact same things on the list because hey gina we haven't played yeah you forgetting anything you're uh what are you forgetting anything you're, you're welcome to think about it for a little bit if you want oh god <laughs> oh my gosh am i like turning into jonathan <laughs> i gotta check on the progress okay okay let me see let me see okay i was wondering how many how long it would take you oh my gosh what did that happen how long it would take you okay. to figure out what i was talking about Unfortunately, fortunately, oh, unfortunately, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I did not have to have seven wonders. I only had to do the one because you picked up on it pretty quick. Pretty quick. Okay, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um... Since we're doing our own Nemojo, this is the part I usually throw in that this is riveting radio. Thank you for this. <laughs> what? I swear, Jonathan, we was on stuck on Jonathan for like days. Um. Okay, so... Does he usually play like Seven Wonders and Welcome to like while you're recording? Yeah, that happens frequently where he'll <laughs> he'll take his turn <laughs> while we're recording. It's pretty funny. Oh god. Um okay, I'm gonna 
do. Wait, how do you not? Do I cut that out? Because that happens a lot. And you actually listen to the podcast. Uh, you know what? I think you edit that down to be not as long as it is. <laughs> That's true. That is a thing I do. Oh, someone okay. wonders, what should I hate draft? Oh, okay. Hmm. All righty, everybody else, it's your turn when you hear this a week later. That's right. <laughs> so we were just playing that Seven Wonders and that Welcome to. So uh, we've had our perspectives on this game. What do, you, what do you think? What do you think of these games? You happy to be playing them again? We've been, we shut it off for a while. Yeah, no, it's definitely fun. Um, I, I swear, like Welcome to is um, sometimes you're on a roll and sometimes you're not and I, I, I haven't been on a roll, and I don't know why. Um, I don't know. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy, you know, Euro games in general just because, you know, that's just me. My brain, just the way it works. Do either of those count as so, Euro yeah. games? I don't even know. I don't even know what these definitions mean. They're all kind of arbitrary. Well, I mean, yeah, if you're if you're working towards victory points, doesn't it tend to be Euro yeah, games? Yeah, but Euro games, you can't mess with it. I, I, I don't know. Oh, fuck. You can kind of mess with in that you can disrupt the strategy or tactics of other people. I, I was also always very fuzzy on what exactly Euro game is. Besides, that's generally supposed to be made in Europe. Uh, a classic. Maybe you're hold supposed up, hold to up, play hold up. I got it. it. I got it. I got, I, I'm, we have. We live in the future. I have the internet. Here we go. Is a class of okay. tabletop games that generally has indirect player interaction and abstract physical components. All right. So does that count for Welcome to? I. I, I for welcome to I definitely say yeah. Well, yeah, that's definitely indirect. Seven Wonders is a is a drafting game, so it's different. Anyway, all right. Eh, okay. Anyways, uh, what? Okay. Um, anything what else? About, what forward? about Seven Wonders? What do you think of that? Oh, I love Seven Wonders. Um, the drafting mechanic is definitely. I will say, playing it with this many people, it is it is uh, different because. The cards that you start out with, like you don't see them back for a while. Yeah, I know, I, um, yeah, like adding in that sixth or seventh player, whatever we did, that really changed the alchemy of it. It was weird. Like it became a whole new game. And then, yeah, and also, um, like you, you, you have less resources because the resources that are there are spread out among more people, but you could still only trade with their your neighbors. Right. Right. Um, yeah. No, it makes things weird. Yeah, and, and it's kind of a challenge uh, because if you know you, you're you going to need certain resources later on in the game, you need to make sure you have those or your neighbors have them. Like, you can't just sort of um, take it for granted that they'll they'll eventually show up or you'll be able to buy from your neighbors. Yeah, I'm very specifically taking all of the bricks. Uh, <laughs> so my neighbors have to come to me <laughs> to pay for it. It didn't pay off. Wombat got his hands on one, which was unfortunate, but I... I I got my hands on one You're too. You're not my immediate neighbors. So I, I, oh, I was trying I was trying to get money out of my neighbors. I was trying to fleece it, but yeah. It's work too, because I, <laughs> I have two gold and I shouldn't. So there you go. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm like saying like, oh you're giving away your tactic, but yeah, this game will be over by well, one or, or the round where it matters that I have all the bricks, like they won't be able to do anything about it by the time we get to the podcast coming out, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. This might be one of those ironic moments where you're crying about it now and then, like, complaining about it later. But whatever. All righty. Moving, moving on. on. <laughs> where do you want to go? All righty. Moving on. Uh, how about movies and TV? Movies and TV. We're, like, watching the same stuff. Yes. Unless uh, you're watching, like, your romantic comedies or your outlanders while I'm, like, while you're working. Well, I'm not uh, there. Well... Uh, no, I haven't done that in a while, mainly because um, I I listen to movies while I work. So it has to be a movie that um, lends itself to audio descriptions. Uh, first of all, the audio description has to be available, but it also has to be a movie with a lot of talking and not too much action. Um, because as funny okay. as it is to hear audio descriptions of like various action scenes or <laughs> or even the, the love scenes... Um, it's just it's just not the same. It's a little too distracting. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I got an experiment for you. I remember doing this once uh, uh, when I was when listening to a movie.com was a thing. I don't know if it's even still around, but uh, the Star Wars prequels make surprisingly good radio plays. <laughs> I want. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna challenge you 
I'm gonna challenge you. You don't have to do the whole trilogy, but but like the first one, the Phantom Menace. Like just just listen to I don't know. Give me give me thirty minutes of your time, and and tell me if it actually works good. Because you know Lucas is terrible with dialogue, so everybody kind of explains everything anyway. And he does that really annoying thing where characters in the media see something happening and talk about it before you actually see it. So you know they'll be like, "Look, that's one of our fighters coming out of that starship," and then it'll like cut to the model shot, and you'll see the fighter coming out of the starship. You know. And so, huh. so yeah, yeah, yeah. Try it, try it. <laughs> Specifically, I mean, the prequel I, I'm trilogy. assuming. Okay, yeah, I'll give it a whirl, especially if there's an audio description available, because part of the that's part of the with, dare. No, no, no. Lucas, no, I Lucas must I, provide it for you. Well, here's the thing. Uh, if with the audio description, then I won't be tempted to like. Look over at the That's, screen. Okay, if listen to a movie.com still a thing, you, you can't just do it there. I don't know. I got nothing. Well, uh, oh, uh, now I'll, I'll look into it. But, you know, I'll, I'll try. How about that? I'll try and then report back to you because, well, actually, who knows? Maybe we'll be recording again next week. <gasps> it's still around. Next two weeks. Now you have to make an account. That sucks, but it's still around. Mm, whatever. <laughs> oh, you know what? Speaking of Star Wars, though, uh, we were we've been watching Obi Wan Kenobi. Well, we watched the, f- the, the f- first three episodes. Uh, no, we watched the first episode. <laughs> we haven't. We're, we're not anywhere near the end. No, no, no. We watched the first three episodes. I don't. Did we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One time. I mean, we watched two and three. Uh, okay. One day when the kids were at school. That's um, right. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I guess I'm kind of reserving judgment on it because it, it's not terrible. It's not like great. It has a lot of potential to be pretty good. So yeah, I hate to say it. Know. It already kind of lost me. The uh, spoiler alert here. The last episode we ended on here. I'll be as vague as possible. So there's a force using big bad who sets the ground on fire in this one part and then drags another character through that fire to cause them pain, then makes the fire go out I don't know why. And then the ground catches on fire again. And now it's like some sort of impenetrable wall that the bad guy can't get through, you know? And it's like, what, what, what was that about? Like that, that, that could have used another draft or two, I think. And it's like, sure. Somebody was like distracting the big bad with, with the shooting, but I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, a little too much of like we need this and this to happen, make it happen, and the writers going, uh, blah, and people like, oh, good enough, just just keep going. We need to get stay on top of the budget here. Yeah, we're over budget. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I am. Uh, that kind of took me out of it for that moment, and we haven't watched it since. But we'll, I'm sure we'll get around to it. But there's other things I'm, I want to watch more. Like, oh my god, that first episode of The Boys. Wow. Oh, God. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, wow, wow. That. Yeah. That. If you've watched it, you know. And if you haven't watched it, you, you, you don't. You don't know what we're talking about. And maybe that's for the best. Maybe. Do you think it's extra worse for you versus me? Because of, you know, what happens? I, I don't know. I don't. I... Mm. Yeah, because it's like I can't be in your head and you can't be in my head. So like, you know, you know we're I, both I, like, oh. I, I, feel, I feel like we had the same sort of visceral reaction to the thing that happened. So yeah, I, true, true. Th- well, yeah, when I saw it coming, I'm like, oh god, no, oh god, no. Yeah, I, oh my I god, thought, I thought they were going a different direction than where we ended up, and it was so much worse. So yeah, yeah. I I don't know, I don't. It, yeah, but I'm kind of excited. I mean, it's gonna be. The boys. It's going to be extreme, but I foresee some decent storytelling. I think. You know, I was I was watching it. I couldn't help but think about my prediction, where you know, if you have a parody of something, it kind of means that it's over. And uh, yeah, man, like, I mean, the boys is still a good parody. I'm I'm curious where they're going to take it. Like, I, I'm still liking that show, but it's like that in Deadpool, man. It's kind of hard to t- take all the superhero tropes so seriously now. You know. Yeah, like, like I'm never gonna look at a character who can shrink the same way again. Like Ant Man, man, I can't, I can't look at Ant Man the same way again. <laughs> oh god! I know, I know, it's terrible. Oh god! Oh my god! Uh, alrighty. Um, so what else have we been watching? Uh, well, 
Uh, well, there, we've also been watching Ms. Marvel with uh, Aowen. Yes, yes. The very, very first episode has come out of Ms. Marvel. I was telling you that I really enjoyed it. I mean, mainly because um, it, it's it's a show that's, uh, I don't know if it's aimed at teenagers, but it's definitely taking on that, uh, that teenager um, vibe, the Disney Channel you know. See, you have like kind of this deep abiding love for shows like that, whereas I'm not as into them. So it's not it's not doing <laughs> quite as much for me. And it gets that theme song stuck in my head. The 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 what the t- uh. the the song from the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the title of it now. Something light. Yeah, something yeah. lights. Yeah, uh, it gets that stuck in my head every time I watch it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I I like Loki and some of the other shows better, but it's not. It's definitely not bad. I, I I do enjoy I enjoy I enjoy the TV show for the same reason I kind of enjoyed the comic book when I read it. It's that uh, Kamala is like such a fangirl and like just being a total geek about something I can appreciate. And you know, it'd be like you and I if you know suddenly we found ourselves like in a Galaxy Quest situation, except hopefully not quite as horrific. You know, like it would it would be it would be like that. You know, what I really liked about the show is. Um me 20 years ago would have been a, a good target audience for this show, honestly, because, you know, the the geeky brown girl who thinks who whose parents don't understand her. It's like, well, <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. Uh, I mean, I didn't have a, a, a super genius, you know, guy friend. Unless you were Maybe that. Maybe I was no, like that. You didn't have a fundamentalist uh, no. brother either. So. Yeah. Not, not exactly <laughs> your thing, but still. N- not quite. Um, and I was much better at school. Um, but, yeah, it was... That that show just kind of resonated in that way because, you know, that was relatable. It wasn't a show uh, where her being the... Or her being, like, Pakistani-American wasn't... Like that was it was a part of her identity, but it was not what the show was about. The show was about, you know, Kamala and her being a superhero. And that's what I like about it, because it is like her being Pakistani American is just a small part of her personality. Like or not personality, her a small part of her identity. Right. Well, she's she's I we were talking about it. You you said something about relating to it too, because she's also like kind of like that first generation, you know, American immigrant thing, which you also had going on. Although, I mean, her experience is definitely different from mine because, you know, my parents were not whatever Kamala's parents were. <laughs> they don't dress. They didn't dress up like the Hulk for you and make costumes. Oh God! Can you imagine that? Would can been. you imagine your dad doing that? Because I, I can't, but I can, and it's funny. You know, if my dad was into that, I could imagine him doing it. Really? Yeah. I mean, he he wasn't ever into like geeky stuff because you know his there's no such thing of geek as geeky stuff in his generation or his childhood but like if he was a you know if he was i don't know younger and had been exposed to geeky stuff i could i could see him being into it and quite possibly be into dressing up as the hulk although he would like, like my mom would have to make him the costume. <laughs> well, I, I'm pretty sure that's what happened to the show, too. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I did I did mention the Star Trek. So why don't we move on to the, the gem, the gem in the crown, as far as I'm concerned. This is my favorite. Uh, oh, yeah, me too. Uh, Star Trek Stranger New Worlds continues to be amazing. Oh, my God. Like, the weakest episode has been, like, a seven. And everything has been, well, no, maybe not well above that. But, yeah. And, and uh We've had a couple like very solid tens like this past episode or not not the this past one the one before it but yeah oh oh the one before that was awesome that was like it it, it was one of those episodes that that everybody loves in like TNG um you know that the people talk about and it's like that where and it's the the, the lighthearted episode that everybody loves um yeah that's what it is yeah um, yeah um hold on I'm looking up the episode title because it's important. <laughs> Um. Oh, Spock Amuck. Oh, oh, it was so good. Oh that yeah, was so good. That that was so good. <laughs> that was so good. And it's like I guess we're still in like spoiler-free 
territory is it so it's i guess it's like a direct prequel to uh a uh, muck time there's a lot of references to to that one that's the one where spock gets super duper horny and needs to go screw back on vulcan and and gets into the, like you know the combat with kirk and that theme song that theme song that one it, it uh that yeah that's that and this one is is a direct prequel to it oh no i loved it what, I, what i'm really kind of appreciating about it and I, I've seen people point this out on the internet too, is that uh, uh, T'Pring, Spock's uh, fiance in that episode, that's the only episode she appeared in before this. And she's not exactly portrayed in the best light in that episode. And uh, her motivation is, uh, I don't know, dim at best for why she d- dumps yeah. Spock and whatnot. I mean, she her, she her only purpose was to basically, you know, set up the fight between Spock and Kirk. Like, that's her only reason for existing. Right, right. But I, I, so, I'm really liking yeah. this show because they're making her more of a character. And and you can totally see where it's going. Like, you can totally see why she's going to end up dumping him. Yeah. No, it was really good. I really like it. And I especially love, you know, two Vulcans interacting with each other um, in a personal way. You know, not like a, you know, captain to whatever. But, like, yeah, like, how do... How do Vulcan friendships look like and how do Vulcan romantic relationships look like? And I don't know. I found it just it was hilarious. Yeah, I was watching um, the uh, that, that, that Star Trek YouTube channel we watch uh, where they do the ups and downs. And, and the guy nailed it. Like Spock and T'Pring in that episode aren't funny because they're failing. It's, it's like a clown. They're funny because they're trying so hard to succeed. And, <laughs> and it's just yeah, it's a great episode. It's it's oh. Uh, I don't think it's quite as good as that first one, but like it, it's it's way up there. It's a very 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 solid ten. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and this past one, this past one was the the old Star Trek like you know like very thinly veiled allegory for something, and uh, uh, it had it had a I don't want to spoil it. But if you how about this is you know this is us saying you should watch this show. It's awesome. Yes. Yes. Jonathan, watch this show. Yeah, he wants to binge it all at once. And I'm like, no, man, you got, it, the slow burn on this one's great. Oh, God. Yeah, because then you could, like, really think about each episode after you watch it. Well, and it. they're not terribly connected. It's very episodic, so it lends itself to just watching and then going and doing something else and coming back to it. It's not like modern shows, you know, where... Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. No, yeah, it's kind of reminiscent of, like, TNG, honestly. Um, so I, I like it. So I have a whole rant about prequel problems, but I think I'll I think I'll, I'll put that one in the pocket. I'll save it for later. I need to I need I need to work <laughs> okay. on it a bit more. I was I was saving it for Jonathan a little bit, but I, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All, right. All right. So. Do you want to talk about Fringe? Uh, sure. So, um, I finished Fringe. The last season was kind of a disappointment. Uh, you could tell that if they'd gotten the full season, what would have been the last season would have not been as many episodes. Like, like they would have gotten to like I don't know, they they would have done twelve kind of set twelve twelve or more episodes setting it up and then made the last like six or seven, you know what became the thirteen episode final season. It just the the front of the, the front of it was really slow, but it really got swinging near the end. I, I appreciated it. The last three episodes were really good. It tied up a lot of loose ends, and it, you know, it it was good. Um, but yeah, the front mm. the front half of that show, the first four seasons, are much better because then just investigating stuff is rad. Uh, and then the whole like post apocalypse thing, where they become like kind of like a terrorist cell that does fringe events. Like, and I wish they would have leaned into that harder because that would have been interesting. But they they didn't lean into it too hard. I don't know, but it wasn't bad. I had a good time. I had a good time. It was worth watching. If you. Well, if you good. have the HBOs, it's worth watching if, you, if you're into that type of thing. Yeah, there's a part of me that wished I watched more of it with you. But on the other hand, there's so much stuff to watch. So, right. yeah. And uh, you, you weren't here for it, but uh, I, I kept the boys uh, just deep love of Godzilla going. We watched uh, Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, the, uh, the Hesse-era uh, version of it. And uh, mm, it's exquisite. It's so good. <laughs> That that wait so you haven't seen this one? No, before? I've seen this one before. It's it's real good. It's um, a lot of people have accused it of being uh, Japanese like nationalist propaganda, and they're right. Uh, it kind of is. 
uh, actually not even kind of, it very much is, but um, it's just so weird and goofy. So the plot is that, it, actually it's kind of the plot of Fringe. Uh, people from the future uh, go back in time to stop Japan from becoming like a world power because this was still back when we were afraid that Japan was going to become a world pro- power. Like this is like right before they had their 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 bad economic crash, I guess. Uh, oh, God. It was like right before it. But uh, and yeah. so, but they they go out there under the guise that they're going to help us with help you know Japan with uh, with the Godzilla. It's a convoluted plan, and they go back in time and they release these things that look like. They say they're pets or whatever, but then they leave them on the island where Godzilla Saurus got irradiated and turned into Godzilla. And so they got irradiated instead and turned into King Ghidorah. And then the the future people could control it. And they've got like a Terminator robot. And it's just it's just a goofy mess. You know what's funny about your description? Um, Miles has described that movie to me. And uh, it, like I thought him being five was a reason why I couldn't make heads or tails of the plot. no. It's no. Yeah, it's actually because <laughs> that's the plot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it has my favorite bit in any any Godzilla movie ever. First off, uh, there's a large part of the plot that takes place on an island during World War II and they get American actors and I love American actors acting in Japanese movies cuz I'm Gonna go out on a limb, but they're probably not acting in America for a reason. They're all they're bad. They're all bad. Uh, well, I, you gotta wonder if they're professional actors to begin I'm with. I'm pretty sure they are, they are. But there's this point where there's a U.S. Navy ship and this UFO flies over. And on the deck, or actually it hasn't flied over yet. So on the deck, there's like a, a seaman, you know, guy, like low-ranking guy. And then the captain walks by and he's like, What's going on, Seaman? And he's just like, oh, I'm, I'm watching. I'm taking my watch, sir. And, you know, they have a little interaction. And then the UFO flies by. He's like, oh, what was that, sir? And it's like, oh, that was a UFO. Uh, but we're not going to report it, ha, 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 or something like that. But he's like, but you, maybe one day you could tell your kid about it, Private Spielberg. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. that's so bad. Oh, oh my God. Oh, but it was so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That's so late. <laughs> oh. And then King Ghidorah gets one of his heads blown off by Godzilla and they bring him back as a robot because it's great. <laughs> Uh, you know, now the ramblings of Miles is making sense. Right? Kind of. I mean, it's at least more like it's not stuff he made up, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought he's just rambling like a weird kid with like all sorts of weird plot points. No. But okay. No, no, that movie, that movie's a goofy mess. It's great. And, and actually, that's not the only thing. We've been watching something. We're not finished with it yet, but we've been watching 2020's The Turning with uh, Finn Wolf Wolf. Mikey from Stranger Things. I forget his real name. Is it Wolfhart? Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're letting the daughter watch it because she's got such a crush on, on on Finn. She's got such a crush. It's so adorable. Aww. And it's PG-13. I don't know. The movie's bad. It's doing all the bad horror movie tropes, you know, where it like scares you with loud noises and sort of somewhat disturbing imagery. I don't know. The setup is kind of weird. Yeah. For me. Yeah, well, because we've seen the story before because it's based on the turn of the screw, which is also what Bly Manor was based on. And well, I mean, and we've somehow become experts on this movie or the story because <laughs> how many movies have we seen? Well, we saw The Innocence, which is an adaptation of it from the 60s. And then we saw the Brando, really, really creepy, disturbing one. Uh, the uh, oh, God, yeah, that that yeah. one. I can't remember the title. Uh, yeah, and, and then she's got to scrub our brains yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. So, so now we're watching, and then we watched Bly Manor, right? And Bly Manor. Yeah. It, it had the space. It had the space to really, but like when you fast forward through it, and and Stranger Things, Mikey gets like real, real creeperish as Miles. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So if you've seen Bly Manor, it's it's all the same characters: Miss Jessup, you know, uh, uh, Flora, Jessel, Miss Jessel, yeah, yeah, and Flora, Flora, and uh, Miles. And so Miles being possessed, and Peter, uh, Quint. yeah, Miles being possessed by Peter Quint and being kind of creepy. Um, that happens real fast. And it's 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 not like a slow burn creepy. It's kind of like an ugh, like and and, and like uh, the new nanny or whatever. She's like new, 
And and because it's happening so fast, and because she's like, well, I promised the little girl that I wouldn't leave. I've only known her for a day and a half. You know, it's like, nah, nah. Like a real person would be like, you know, kid, I, I'm an adult. I don't care about promises. I make the six-year-olds. I'm out. And, you know, like, like why hasn't she left? Why hasn't she left? Well, it'd be more like I would leave and then call CPS. Right, right, right. Yeah, because because Finn, Finn's character is getting real creeperish. Like watching her while she's and it's yeah. like, you know, lady, you've been there like a week tops. Like, just go. <laughs> just go. And like the kids trying to make her feel guilty. It's like, leave, just like all the other adults do. It's like, well, Finn, if you weren't being so damn creepery, maybe they'd stay. I don't know. Just just gonna go out there. Just gonna just gonna, yeah. 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 Ugh. But yeah, no, that that movie, uh, even even the original adaptation, like uh, the Haunting of Blight Manor just worked a lot better because it, it it eased into it and it was a lot more believable that way that, you know, the, the new nanny would stay. Yeah, anyway, yeah definitely. Anyway, that's that's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I pretty much agree. I mean, you know, we have I haven't seen the ending or we haven't seen the ending of it yet. So we'll see. We'll see. All right. All right. Well, we don't have much left. Uh, we got reading. Okay, this is this is where you're going to come in. So, so tell you what, I'm going to I'm going to pound mine out really fast. Okay. Uh, I finished Phenomena, but I can't talk about that because I have to talk about it with Jonathan. So there you go. But I read about psychics. Oh, cool. And then I started up with our buddy Wesley's book that I put the link to on the Discord. Ha ha! <laughs> I remembered. Like I said, I would. I did just do it today, and but it was only less than a day after it came out, so I'm feeling pretty spiffy about that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm about, uh, about halfway through, I want to say. I don't know why. You finished it. Yeah. I'm about halfway through because I stopped reading for like three weeks because I, I was tired. So, so far, so good. It's, uh, it's an urban fantasy. It takes place in Colorado, and uh, yeah, it's about... Uh, uh, it's, I mean, it's it's... Yeah, fantasy, magic, uh, mystery. Sorry, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out how much I want to spoil about what goes on. In well, it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you really can't. It's a short book, so you, there's not much we can discuss without just spoiling things. Um, but I, I really like it. it he, uh, our friend Wes, I think he came up with a an interesting magic system that he, you know, incorporated in his story. You know what I caught? You know what I caught? What? So, so Wes behind the scenes, because I don't think I talked about this game, we very briefly played a game of uh, Onyx Path Scion, which is a game about you being little children of gods and fighting the the titans or some nonsense. It's, uh, he he got a Kickstarter for it. He really wanted to play it. And we played it for a little bit, played it for a little bit, and it took place in a small town in Colorado, and his book takes place in a town near Denver, Colorado. And I'm like, knowing what I know about, like, uh, you know, stuff I'm reading and thinking about versus stuff that actually, you know, because I, I do the same thing for running, you know, Knights Black Agents and stuff. Uh, it's like, ah, I see you, Wes. I see you. Oh. So he was he was thinking about this way back when. That's why he was reading about Colorado was for this, you know, and he was he was figuring out the landscape because he wanted to set it there. And so he was, you know, oh. getting the space. Well, well, bravo then. Yeah. See, um. see, it all full circle. It all comes around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. So what I'm saying is, if we want to know what's going to happen in the Game of Thrones books, we should go game with George R. R. Martin. We know he plays role-playing games. Just saying. Where is he? Like New Arizona? Mexico. Oh. <laughs> it should be hard to track him down and force him to play a role-playing game with us, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. Well, anyways, uh, Wes's book is uh, $3.99 on the various digital uh, marketplaces, and I think it's well worth it. So... If you guys want to, you know, support a new up and coming author on his first on his debut novel or novella, then yeah, give it a whirl. And we got it on iBooks, and I know it's on Amazon Nook, so yeah, no excuses. Go do it. Uh, in terms of books, I mean, I've been reading a lot, but I don't necessarily want to discuss it because it's all smut. And I'm realizing romance novels, honey. Romance you're novels. You're, that's you're right. a classy. That's <laughs> you're reading romance novels. That's right. That is right. And uh, I'm realizing your taste in romance novels is sort of like revealing your taste in porn. So, you know, you just you can only do that with so much with a, of an audience. Um, but, you know, I've read some good ones. I've read some bad. Uh, I've actually read a lot of bad ones. OK, I mean, pretty much there's a reason why romance novels 
have tropes and they just kind of follow tropes. And if you want to read more of a trope, you go to Reddit, go to r slash romance books and then ask, you know, if people like saying, hey, I really like this trope. Can anybody else recommend more books with this trope? And then you'll get like a dozen suggestions. Like some of my like I like I really like the contemporary stories because uh, I was kind of on a historicals kick and when you say historical they mean like regency because for some region regency is like the king of historical romances but it kind of gets repetitive after a while you know there's only so much of that you can really take before you're like oh god because there's actually there's less smut in some of those books because you know it's not proper or something or another so some of the more contemporary stories have more smut and so hence you see got contemporary stories um and then uh yeah i've been trying to find uh ones that um uh, feature characters of color um because romance books are unfortunately very very white because the majority of the writers are white um, so I've been trying to seek out some uh, ones, um, and I've you know I've got some good ones. Uh, well, there's a couple. There was one that I really really wanted to like, but it was just really boring. So I I just kind of barely finished it. Um, all right, all right. So you're 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 dancing around this a little bit. So tell you what, tell you what. I I'm not gonna let you off the hook until you give our our wonderful listeners. You need to tell us one book that you enjoyed that you think is worth reading. Of the romance novels? Of the romance novels, yes. Because you're, you're just dancing around it. And we talk about uh-huh. what we what we do. So tell us one. Tell us one that you're like, if you're into this stuff, read this one. I liked it. It was written good or something. I don't know. Because uh, I, I hear I hear your rants when, when they're following the tropes and they're doing something stupid. So what's what's one that do, does something well? It does you don't have to like give away too much about why you liked it and what your kink is, because we don't kink shame here. We we learned that last episode. But you should feel a little guilty about your kinks. We also learned that. So, <laughs> okay. But tell us one. Tell us one. Uh, well, okay. One I really enjoyed um, is called uh, "The Last Eligible Billionaire" by Pippa Grant, uh, because billionaires are a very popular trope in uh, in the romance novels, and it's kind of funny because you know you just kind of think like just how many single billionaires that are hot and also like good uh how many how many of those can they possibly exist uh, i'd argue none uh, <laughs> just just gonna throw that out there yeah i know but you know then like and especially that like how can there be so many billionaires you know nowadays in our society there actually are more billionaires than there should be so you're like Ugh, okay i know but all of them are just turds you know yeah uh, but that one I really like because um, actually the the female main character is uh, she's very bubbly and she's very happy and like very optimistic and um, and the dialogue comes off that way and so uh, that's why I really enjoyed it because it is so easy because the the main main character the the male main character uh, is you know kind of surly and grouchy which is like 85 percent of the you know the main the male characters of romance novels actually i'd say like like 95 percent. i don't know why there's so many like like grouchy men on in these books um so uh but you know I, I really like the the dialogue they have with each other um and it was a fun read so i uh, so yeah, I recommend that one. So I, I think I think what I, I you're, you're reading the romance novels because you like the articles. I get I get you. <laughs> yeah, I, I swear. You. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 why, that's why I read Playboy. No, I don't. But like, yeah, I don't. I don't know Maxim. That's why I read Maxim. I got nothing. Um, uh, are there even <laughs> either of those magazines even exist now? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. I know. Oh God, that I'm, it's just kind of funny to think about like. If Maxim's still around, that'd be like what twenty some years old now. Damn. Yeah, yeah. That's old. That's old. The one other uh, book I wanted to talk about was a, a book called uh, Tokyo Ever After, um, and I I really liked it. It's a it's a YA novel, young adult, but it's about this uh, uh, this Japanese American girl that uh, 
she didn't know who her father was, but uh, her, her friends do some digging and f- figures out that he is the current crown prince of Japan. And it's, so it just kind of reminds me of uh, Princess Diaries, uh, but with uh, Asian-American characters. So I really like that. Nice. What should we move on to? We've been talking for a while. Uh, RPGs? Cool. Or one RPG? Yeah, yeah. Well, we, fi- we finally managed to play Knights Black Agents again. So since I got you here, Jonathan and I have been mulling over, like, whenever we get around to doing a review of this game, we're going to have you and or Ray and or both uh, talking about it. But, um, uh, what, what, I, I mean, the people have heard me and Jonathan's take on it. Do you, do you have anything to add to the Knights Black Agents talk? What I really enjoy about this game is that we are playing in an action movie. And so it's it's fun because if you're ever wondering what we should do, you just kind of have to think, well, what would an action movie do? And, you know, the stuff that happens in action movies makes no goddamn sense because logistically, you you know, you can't have a small team of people doing all sorts of crazy shenanigans and survive and save the world and not die. It's just, it's just, it's not possible. But, you know, this game isn't about what's possible or what's realistic. It's, it's about like, we are goddamn heroes and we're going to fight the goddamn vampires and we're going to kill Dracula eventually. Yeah, yeah. As as I like to say, it's it's about the three Bs: Bond, uh, shoot, who's it? Bond, born, oh. Bond, born, and Bauer. The three Bs, the holy Bs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you and, if you're ever at, at a question of what you should be doing at any given time, just ask yourself, what would Bond, or Born, or Bauer be doing right now, and just do that. Yeah, and it served us well, I think. <laughs> I was really happy because, as I predicted. I got the what the fuck out of Jonathan. Not only did I get it, he confirmed that he forgot that I said that. And uh, it made Ray laugh because Ray hadn't forgotten, which me, <laughs> which amused me. But uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. How, how, how was that moment? How was that moment? Was it good for you? Oh, yeah. You know, actually, once I figured out what was going on, um, that, you know, the what the fuck moment, I'm like, oh, uh, th- this is like the book. Uh, it's, it's, it's the craziness of Renfield, uh, multiplied. And I was just fascinated by it, even though I was thinking like, you know, from a realistic point, um, my character would be horrified. On the other hand, you know, since she did read the book and, you know, I, I'm playing her be like, oh, well, maybe she's also thinking like, oh, hey, it's like the craziness of Renfield multiplied. Yeah, so the, uh, the, the, the WTF moment uh, was they, they stuck into this guy uh, in Varna, and it was pretty clear. He said he had a gun range in his basement, but it was pretty clear he did not have a gun range in his basement because he had, like, medical-grade, like, you know, filtering going on down there. So through via shenanigans, and bravo to you guys for doing it, uh, they, <laughs> they, broke in, they broke into it. And what they found downstairs was uh, I described it being, like, white painted concrete, like, uh, like the hallways in uh, that, that game Control. You know, that very kind of like, I don't know if it's brutalist or that kind of 1970s, very angular, bright vibe. And then, but down in the basement, he had like this weird sort of vaguely steampunk automated Renfield factory where, you know, it was breeding flies that fed off of, you know, possibly human flesh to feed the spiders, to feed the birds. And then it was doing something to the birds that was alchemical with uh, with a uh, 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 blood root, which is a real thing. I looked it up. And uh, and uh, making uh, making re- making like Renfield serum or something like that. It was a good moment. Yeah. It was a good yeah. moment. That's kind of gross, but yeah, it, yeah. Was, it really was a good moment. I was a little nervous because um, we're getting to that point in the story where I got to start like answering questions, and it's it's kind of the folly of every horror movie because when you start answering questions, it, it kind of breaks your head cannon, and usually your head cannon you're more attached to than what's really going on. But I don't know. So far, so good. I'm doesn't a little the about that. doesn't the book kind of give you instructions on how to answer the questions? Mm, kinda. It, it it's a toolbox. It gives you it it has some stuff in there, but it, it's still ultimately up to you. So like huh. like the the Renfield factory is is was my invention. I <laughs> I, I came up with that. Uh, okay. 
yeah, but but you know the the guy him being up to something weird like you know all of that 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 was all taken from the book it was just you know i was i wanted something good to be in that basement so i came up with the the goodest thing i could think of yeah yeah no i mean that was a that was a good invention i will say you're 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 like a messed up individual i appreciate that and you're married (laughs) to me i know what does that say about me am i messed up too yes (laughs) all (laughs) righty okay so all all I've got left is uh, is the video games here, and I have got nothing new to report. Uh, played a little bit of Horizon because the kid likes robots, and he wanted to watch robots. I am not that far into it. Oh, played some Stellaris. A, it's crazy how much you love those robots. I, I know. Uh, I played some Stellaris because Alien Space Empires are fun. I don't care what the children say. It's it's really boring to watch, but it's fun to play. I don't care. Um, and then I, I fell down the rabbit hole of City Skylines once again because I watched a guy play city skylines on the internet and i'm like ah damn it now i gotta play this again and oh. always a good time i don't know why it's very satisfying it's essentially a traffic simulator but you know what when you get the traffic flowing it's mm. it's good satisfying i know if you want to if you want to experience it just ask him about his diamond exchanges yeah mm. mm-hmm. the double diamond exchange oh Thank right, you right, right 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 <laughs> okay uh Video games for me, I've just been playing Mario Kart because, you know, we've been playing it with the kids. Yes, yes. And I'm still the champion of the house, <sighs> which so is good. frustrating. Which is good. It's, it's making me feel good. You know, what's also annoying is, okay, um, when we race, I, I will at least come in second. And a few times I've beaten you. But when I was playing against Eowyn, it bug the heck out of me that I would be in the lead and then she would overtake me sometimes immediately, sometimes in the middle, the one time right at the last second and she would win. And it was like, gah, apparently I'm not better than a 10 year old at racing. So I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. But then when we do the battle mode of that game, freaking like Miles just creams my butt in that and like gets way too many points and the thing funny thing is he he gets sidelined all the time so he loses half his points but he didn't he works it back up again and he that that kid is evil that kid (laughs) he's like he's gotten frighteningly good at that game in a very short amount of time like one time because i i figured he would do okay so when you're playing pvp games like that right there's this polite thing where you don't spawn camp and immediately shoot somebody again. But oh no, oh no. <laughs> One time, Miles got me. So I'm like, okay, he got me. I'm driving down the road, like just moving on. And then once my guy blinks back into, because ex- you got that like, you got that time where you're invincible and you can't, you can't be hit again. So right when my guy churns back on where I can have a balloon taken for me, he gets me again immediately and i'm like miles come on man come on (laughs) gaming foul sir gaming foul so but i I kind of smirked and i didn't say anything so i'm driving along i'm like okay fine i'll I'll lose them i took a couple corners and you know whatever get get turned back on boom got it again and i'm like oh you son of a biscuit oh my god so like uh so yeah, yeah, no, I, I decided it's on with that kid. And if he wants to play dirty, I've been playing dirty at games like that far longer than he has. And I, I have you noticed I've gotten, I, I, hopefully you've noticed, I feel like I've, I've, I, I turned on the dirty tactics recently. And, and it, have you noticed, is it bad? Uh, well, I, you haven't been aiming it at me as much, so I hadn't noticed. Um, but when I was watching you play today, uh, I, I noticed that, well, I don't know. I mean, you were definitely not doing the whole hiding bit, you know, rack up a bunch of points and then hide. You were going actively going after uh, Miles and, you know, and Eowyn. Uh, you know, I, honestly, if I had less than a minute left and I had a really good lead and only one balloon left, I would sure as hell hide somewhere if I could. That's a tactic. <laughs> <laughs> and I would what? use it. It just well, didn't come up today. Yeah. Yeah. No, now, I, I, I tried to do that to Miles, what he did to me. And, uh, you know, like get him back to back a couple times. And it worked. And he complained <laughs> about it. And it's like, well, sir, what comes around goes around. That's the game you want to play. We can play, buddy. 
I don't think he quite learned that lesson, though, honestly. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> uh, On the other glorious. hand, I, I mean, it's just, it's really cute watching him get good at this game. And <laughs> especially when I tell him, like, go get daddy, go get daddy. And he's like, I'm going to get daddy. And I'm like, yes, stay away from me. Good, good. Go get daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I remember, uh, I remember last episode, Jonathan mentioned that he's uh, Lincoln's giving him a run for his money on fighting games and it's making him sad. But it's like, you know, when when uh, uh, I, I, I it's weird how much I'm sort of enjoying getting dethroned because because um, I feel like I'm passing it along, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how to describe it. No, I mean, because it's it's not like playing video games is, uh, you know, some sort of biological trait that just comes about it is a skill that's you still have to learn and you learn it by playing video games with your parents or parent in this case and so yeah if if he's getting to the point and and aon too when they're getting to the point where they can routinely beat you it is because they played against you and they learned uh because of you and and you know what else I noticed today uh our daughter hasn't been playing with us it's been the four of us for a while and she's doing her own thing upstairs yeah. So she came down to play today, and uh, and yeah, our our skill level has gone up where hers has remained stagnant, and she noticed. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, she was so pissed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, family kinda, fun. Yeah, which kind of makes me wonder, like, if I had played against her, would I have done better? I don't know, because I still suck at this game. You know what, though, if maybe. Maybe. maybe maybe if you play against her and all of a sudden you're doing better versus her then it means you have indeed improved something to think about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's kind of cool yeah sadly that brings us to the end of episode 130 of the forgot my dice podcast once again join us on all of our digital domains we would love to hear from you and gina any final thoughts i don't know i kind of feel like i should say something about outlander because I've always said something about Outlander, but this past season was really short. So, um, yeah, Claire started huffing that ether. Yeah, that's that's not in the books. Doesn't matter, man. She she's a huffing fiend. Uh, yeah, when, she, well, when they when, when they invent uh, tube socks and spray paint, she's gonna be in trouble. <laughs> oh God. Uh, I don't know. I, I was like really looking forward to the various stories of the season, but they had to truncate the season, you know, because of COVID and, you know, Katrina's pregnancy. So it's like, ah, and they ended kind of on a cliffhanger and it's really kind of sad, but it's making me want to, because um, I'm in the middle, I left off in the middle of book seven, like eons ago, like years ago. And, and so I checked the book out again with full intent to, start reading it again but it's just it's it's a dense read i don't know that that seventh book and you know it doesn't contain as much smut as i, I want it to actually it doesn't cut and contain much at all which is a disappointment and they say men have one track minds ladies and gentlemen i just want to hear i want you to pay attention to what she just said well you know the, i'm the gonna whole leave it there i the, how about romance books? They provide a, a function for, for women in society, and we should not be ashamed. I'm not, I'm not ashamed. No, no, no. Far from it. Far from it. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not the fun police, you know? And I, I had this weird realization with you, actually, once. It, it was a long time ago, and we, you were watching that show based off of that, like, it wasn't the Babysitter's Club, but it was, like, the, the horse girls thing. With, oh, with that horse, God. with that horse Diablo, which it, the the show was filmed in Australia, so they said Diablo like hilariously because they're Australian. Say, yeah, so they Diablo. Said, Diablo. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, that's so good. And and, uh, and Dustin pointed out actually in in season three of Stranger Things, you know, like My Little Pony and girls stuff, it is just as nerdy as Star Wars or whatever. There's really dense lore. There's like a lot of canon. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to follow. There's plot threads that stretch back years, and you know it's it's just it is it it it's no better or worse than any. It's just it's fun, please, man. It's just it's yeah. you, you do you 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 have your thing. It's fine. Yeah. I will still pick on Outlander though because I do not get why Claire stays there. Like every season, they make it abundantly clear that having flushing toilets and just easy access to clean food and booze is probably the superior way to live. I'm just saying. I, I just I don't get it. But I don't would, get it. Would you do it 
I mean, is that worth it if you were alone for the rest of your life? Love is good and all, but have you tried flushing your poop down a toilet so you don't have to smell it anymore? <laughs> just, just putting it out there. Just putting it out. I know, I know, I know the sex with Jamie. He, he's he, he's a good looking man, you know? And, uh, but, you know, I, I, I hear, I, I, I agree, sex is good, but, you know, have you tried just getting a piece of meat out from your refrigerator, you know, and you can sort of eat it at your leisure, you know, you don't have to cook it right away because it's not going to feel bad. <laughs> Not gonna kill or you. Or just yeah, having access to vaccines and antibiotics. Honestly, not not gonna get dysentery and die on the Oregon Trail. I'm just saying. Just yeah, yeah. Not gonna yeah. get a scratch and then your foot has to be amputated. You know, just yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Don't get it. Don't get it. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, talking of going from intestinal parasites to dysentery. You know, yay. Okay. Hey, <laughs> and once again, the show comes full circle, you know? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. There um, you go. All right. Well, my lovely, lovely wife, who I adore, I think that leaves us with only one thing left to say, and that is be excellent to one another and party on, Gina. Party on, Robert. The music you heard in this podcast was intro by Elithiel. Funding for the Forgot My Dice podcast was provided by our supporters on Patreon. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>